Hello, welcome to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. What a wonderful time to be alive and to share God's glorious hope. We're experiencing love in the time of coronavirus. My devotion today started with Psalm 9-9. The Lord also will be a refuge and a stronghold, a refuge in times of trouble. Oh, praise God. I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I've never heard a presidential address brought on by a disease or a sickness. So it made me start thinking about a book I'd read several years ago called The Rise of Christianity. The early church always did things the hard way. So I thought that would be a good place for me to start as I'm trying to process what life looks like now with this coronavirus. So I did some research and I found the story of Cyprian's plague in Rome. This plague, which many scientists believe to have been smallpox, raged from 250 AD through 280 AD. That's 30 years, folks. And at its height, the epidemic is estimated to have killed 5,000 people a day in the city of Rome. Among them were two Roman emperors, Hostilian and Claudius II Gothicus. Cyprian writes clearly of the effects of the plague on the human body. He says, quote, The intestines are shaken with continual vomiting. The eyes are on fire with infected blood. And in some cases, feet and other limbs are taken off by the spreading of the disease throughout the body. That is horrifying. Sociologists like Rodney Stark from Baylor believe that this plague contributed to the growth of Christianity because nothing makes you convert faster to a religion than facing your own mortality. To those facing death, Christianity is very attractive most of the time. Rodney Stark, who wrote The Rise of Christianity, and I'll put a link to that book in the description of this podcast, says that the Christian faith delivered a view of the afterlife that was highly attractive in such an unstable time and unheard of in all of the gods and ideas of modern Rome. Stark writes, Though the plague terrified the pagans, Christians greeted the epidemic as merely schooling and testing and an opportunity to identify with the suffering of Jesus. For them, it was a way to draw closer to Christ. So at a time when all other faiths were, faiths were called into question, Christianity offered hope. It offered an explanation, and it offered tremendous comfort. Stark explains, Even more important, Christian doctrine provided a prescription for action. And this is the part where it gets really, really good. Stark draws from Dionysus, a first-hand account of the Christian community. Dionysus describes how the Christian community heroically transformed into a battalion of nurses and caregivers and went out among the masses. Dionysus writes, Heedless of danger, they took charge of the sick, attending to their every need and ministering to them in Christ, and with them departed this life serenely and happy. 
For even when they were infected by others with the disease, they could draw from their love of God and felt that they were suffering along their neighbors and cheerfully accepting the pains of those around them. Did you get that? Even at great risk to their own lives, they cheerfully accepted their pain. That, my friends, is exactly what Christian service looks like. Christian service is not something you do in your spare time. Christian service is a radical commitment to lay down your life for your neighbor. Stark goes on to estimate that in communities without a strong Christian presence, 30% of the population died from the plague. In contrast, communities with a strong Christian presence, only 10% died of the plague. Now, if you look at that from Rome perspective, when 5,000 people were dying every day, that's a difference of 1,500 people. That's thousands of lives saved each and every day by Christians who walked among the sick, who prayed for the sick, and yes, sometimes died alongside the sick to minister among the broken. Stark estimates that over 90% of the of those afflicted became Christians. Needless to say, the church exploded. This is not your classic evangelistic tool, but God worked in and among his people. They were Jesus' hands and Jesus' feet to the suffering and dying. Christian service is radical. Christian service is a witness. We serve to impact the physical world, and we also serve to impact the spiritual world. We serve in order to make Christ's love known to the lost and dying, to love them the way that God loves us. And sometimes, Christian service is a battle in time of war. We're an army. And yes, we do have an enemy. But we've been commissioned by Jesus to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say the following so often that I think sometimes we forget that we're saying exactly what Jesus taught us to say. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Part of our role as being followers of Jesus is to point a panicky, frightened, maybe diseased world to heaven where there is no sickness There is no despair. There is no poverty. We fight, even in times of death, for the hope and the joy found only in Christ Jesus. And that is what Christian service looks like. When we as Christians consider the return of Jesus Christ and look at the rise of Christianity, we tend to focus on the spiritual forces at work. I know I do. Oh, come, Lord Jesus, uh, bring revival. I need to sit under powerful preaching. Oh, Lord God, God we, need, we need miracles. We need a move of the Spirit. But I'm saying for the body of Christ, the greatest evangelistic service we can give to this world is to serve in a time of fear, in a time of unknown, in a time of anxiety, and yes, sometimes in a time of disease. There's no better time to be alive. I am thrilled that God has given me the 21st century as my time to serve. And those 
who know your name, Lord Jesus, who have experienced your precious mercy, will put their confident trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not abandoned those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare among the peoples his great and wondrous deeds. Well, thank you so much for listening to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. And I hope that you will see that even if disease strikes us, Jesus will reign and rule and is able to rise above the chaos and draw men and women and children to himself. Blessings, and I'll talk to you on Monday. In the meantime, don't lose hope.